The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Whether you're experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. Good morning and welcome to my show, Go For It, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am so glad you're all back here and listening to me today and listening to my wonderful guests that I have on the line with me. Today, as always, is always a special day. I always thank God for getting me up every morning and getting me going for the day. So, And, you know, I really want to talk today about... um, Attitude of gratitude, but also kindness. And just what I've seen in the world, and I know this political season is, they're not real kind to each other. And so I I really, and with me being in the political realm myself, I really have a hard time with that sometimes. Because normally with our democracy the way it is, they should be at least shaking hands after the end of the debate. So it really got me thinking about kindness and giving back to others. And what I posted a while back, and I'm going to say to you guys today is, you know, if you can't find kindness, go out and be kindness. Go out and be kindness to other people. You know, if all you can do is give somebody a smile today, just give them a smile because you never know what people are going through. And I have, you know, I have many friends and family members who are going through trials and tribulations right now. And to them, if you can just be there for them or just somehow show you know, kindness to them and even do random acts of kindness. You know, I read every day about people who've done that and it's just, it bestills my heart and it, it just knows that there's still humanity in this world. And even though I pray for peace every night, um, it just seems like it's kind of, we're kind of getting farther and farther away from that. So if we can just go out and be kind to other people, let's just do that. And remember, um, If you can't find it, then go be it, be kind to others. So I want to be kind to you guys today, my listeners, a couple different things. I want to know what you guys want to hear. I have wonderful guests on. I've had fantastic guests. I have a fantastic guest today, and I have wonderful ones coming up in the future. But I want to know what you, my listeners, want to hear about. So you can feel free to email me at joe, which is J-O, at joehosman.com. And also, uh, as we go along, I'm going to kind of give away some a gift today. So we'll go through that as the a, as a time goes on, because that's my random act of kindness to you guys. So... Anyway, um, I want to bring on my wonderful guest today. I met Telly back in 2009, I believe, and I was actually one of his first clients. But Telly Rollinger is an entrepreneur from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. With the belief that accounting is the language of business, he started a career in accounting after college. After seven years and two layoffs during the Great Recession, he could no longer contain the entrepreneur itch. He started Duties Dog Waste Removal in 2009 while still working full time and worked tireless, tire, geez, I can't even talk tirelessly on evenings and weekends to build the business and serve customers. A few years later, after being laid off that second time, he was able to focus full time on growing duties. The business experienced significant growth since then, and he continues exploring other business opportunities. Some have worked, 
Some have not. That's the entrepreneur way, isn't it? But a lesson has been learned from each. As of this writing, Telly is focused on duties, which has expanded from dog waste removal into other areas, including pet containment system, basically dog fences. His websites are, and I like this one, www.nomoreduty.com. And his other one is uh, www.southdakotadogfence.com. Welcome, Telly, to my show. Go for it. Hey, Joe. Thanks so much. It's great to be with you. Yes, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's kind of fun because I know you guys come um, a couple times a month, and I won't even know when you guys are there, and all of a sudden I'll look, I'm like, oh, I got somebody in my backyard, <laughs> and it's here's Telly or one of your workers. So I want to tell right. people how I, how I met you. I think it was at the Lawn and Garden Show in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And right. At the time, I had big dogs. I had labs. And then I was just tired of picking it up. And none of my family members wanted to pick it up. And I was tired of doing it. And so I walked by your booth and I'm like, hey, I think this is a great concept. So what you did is you took my problem that I had and you turned it into a business. So what I loved about that is you're solving people's problems and then For you sure. took that issue and made it into a business. So tell people a little bit about your past, what you've done before sure. in your past, and how you actually came, well, we know a little bit from your bio, but how you came into doing duties. And I love the name, by the way. <laughs> well, uh, my past, I guess, going back a little bit, I was born and raised in uh, Sioux Falls here. Um, and uh, yeah, my dad was a, uh, a contractor here in town, so uh, my family has a history of being business owners. My dad was, and my grandpa was, and, and my great-grandpa was a farmer here. So um, it's certainly in the genes, I like to say. So, mm-hmm. um, But it's, uh, yeah, so we, we were born and raised here. I uh, worked with my dad and kind of saw him firsthand, you know, busting it every day. So... Um, being a business owner, you just you work when you have to, and so uh, he really drove home that work ethic, and uh, that certainly helped uh, seeing that. So um, after I guess uh, high school, I went to high school at Roosevelt here in Sioux Falls, uh, and couldn't wait to get out of the area, so I got a scholarship to go to Boise State out in Idaho, which was great to uh, uh, get out that way and be in that area of the country. So um, had a great experience out there. Um, my girlfriend at the time came with me, so that was great. We uh, moved back here, got married, and uh, I started a career in accounting. So kind of like the bio says, uh, I ended up studying accounting in college, got a job right out of it. And uh, uh, I knew I wanted to learn it because, like I said in the bio, it's uh, kind of the language of business, and, and I was passionate about business. Um, I wanted to make sure I understood that aspect of it. And uh, it certainly worked well, but uh, it didn't take long to realize that, gosh, this isn't something I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to understand it, but uh, it was boring. It wasn't an exciting career path. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed working with the people. I had some great employers. but uh, And then I, th- I think the catalyst, you know, during that time, I always had the entrepreneurial itch and we're always talking about doing something. And my wife kept encouraging me. She's like, you hate your jobs. You, it's just not for you. You don't shouldn't be working for someone else. Give it a shot. Go try something. And it was just a matter of picking what that was. And, and uh, I was always looking for bigger picture stuff. And um, then it was around, yeah, I think we got, I got laid off the first time right before that my son was born. Um, he was six months old. And I think that's around the time we started duties. It was spring 2009, roughly. 
And um, the reason I fell into that was I kind of kept up on the news back in Idaho, and there was a guy that started up doing it out there, and it sounded like he was doing well, and I knew there were some people here in town doing it. And I thought, well, you know, this is an easy thing to do. Maybe I'll make some extra money and and see how it goes. And uh, it took off. The first year was pretty discouraging. We started, spring is a busy time around this part of the country because we get snow. So once the snow melts, it gets pretty busy. But um, we kind of started in May, so we missed a little bit of that rush. And so it was a very slow year. I think I had like seven customers. just barely paying enough for gas. I was feeling pretty discouraged about it. <laughs> but I'm glad I was one along. of those customers, Kelly. <laughs> I'm glad I was one of those customers. <laughs> yes, you were. You were. So thank goodness for you. So, um, but I was like crossing all over the city. Yeah, it was a huge route, and yeah, I just wasn't really making anything. But uh, come spring the following year, things just took off from there. So it really worked out. It's just that first year getting through it. So I'm glad we stuck with it. But um, but yeah, and then I got laid off like uh, during the Great Recession, like I said, and uh, that happened twice, and then. Um, after that second time, yeah, I was able to, it was right before spring and we thought, you know, we're just going to put in God's hands and, uh, see what happens here. And, uh, if it's meant to be, then we'll certainly run with it. And it worked out well because we had two little kids at the time. My daughter was born. So, um, it gave me the flexibility to be home with them as needed and, uh, and be able to work with duties and be flexible with that. So it really worked out well from that standpoint. And then, uh, duties just kind of took off from there. So, um, and since then, I've started some other businesses, done some other things, and uh, I've come back to duty. This is kind of my passion. I really enjoyed doing it. I never grew up thinking I'd be picking up dog poop, but um, <laughs> I, I got a good stage piece of business advice I remember reading somewhere, and it was find a, find a task that nobody wants to do and do it exceptionally well, and you shouldn't exactly. have any troubles. And so I always kind of look for these dirty, kind of gritty type jobs. I'm like, it's not like you got to create a software company or anything elaborate like that. I mean, you can find success in the most menial tasks. Um, just find something where you can serve people. So. That's right. You know, and that's right, because you just you just never know. Like you said, you took a problem and you turn it into a successful business. You know, right. I mean, there are so many people I know that hate it. They, they complain about it. And I'm like, they're like, you know, I might just call my guy, you know, and just have them do it. I said, it's the best thing I've ever done. And I sure. love dogs because I love animals, right. you know. And so, and I've got two little dogs now. I used to have the big dogs. And so when they passed away, I got two little dogs. But it's just, um, it's a need that people have. And it's, people are so busy. People are so busy, but yet they want you know, they want animals and they want, you know, and they love animals, you know, like their own family, but they don't want to pick up after them. So what a great little thing, you know, a great little nugget you got. And you really watched what other people were doing to make it into a successful business. Right. For sure. So how do you network Um, yourself? Do you just go out? And I just want to tell people, I love talking about local entrepreneurs because we had a gentleman on, Todd Magnuson on here a couple months ago, and he's a local entrepreneur as well. So you're my second local person. So I just love this. I love talking to local people. But um, what kind of networking do you do to get out there and get the name out there? So because it's all about relationship building, you know, building a business is all about relationship building, excuse me, and then trying to get your name out there. So what kind of things do you do to do that? Sure. Uh, well, we try like a host of things. I mean, over the years, I think like every business, you kind of experiment, you find out what works and what doesn't. And, um, you know, early on, it was a lot of impatience. It's like we didn't have a lot of time. It's like, I want to start turning some dollars now. I need to start making a living off of this. And mm-hmm. so 
you know, sometimes advertising doesn't work that way. It's kind of a long game where you can't. And I think just business in general, it's like you got to look at the big picture. And uh, when we started out, if I would have pictured where we were at now, I mean, I never would have even crossed my mind. So, um, you know, in those early years, I was just scrounging at whatever we could do. You know, we expanded into some other services, doing snow removal or lawn care, anything to make some extra money. And I did some other businesses, got into construction and a few other things. And whatever we could do just to start making some money and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. especially with the layoffs and stuff, we, we needed it. So, but um, as far as like, we have really good luck with the internet. I mean, that seems to work really well for us. Um, and uh, of course, Google kind of changes their search algorithm stuff, so that always creates some challenges. It's an ongoing thing. About the time you've got it figured out, they change it. So we've Mm -hmm. had really good luck with that. Uh, We're starting to look at other areas um, to focus on as well. We've done radio in the past and and, uh, some other things. I've been involved with the Chamber of Commerce and that sort of stuff. and, and a big part of it is word of mouth. I mean, we get mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit of our business just through that. And, um, you know, that's kind of the best advertising as far as I'm concerned. If we serve our people well, then, then they're more than happy to recommend us to friends and family and neighbors and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then with your, your um, truck logo, too, driving around town, I know I'm sure you get lots of business just from that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that one's kind of mm-hmm. hard to quantify, actually, because it's like, you know, it's not like they call just because they see the truck. We get a little bit of that in the spring, but I've received so many calls where people are like, you know, I've seen your truck around town the last couple of years, and then I Googled you or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, the trucks are great at raising awareness, and people see them out and about. And, um, it's you know, when we first started, this was a relatively new concept to the area. In other parts of the country, mm-hmm. pooper scoopers have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for Sioux Falls, it was a fairly new concept. And so we kind of ran into some some challenges there, just people just willing to even consider it. You know, we had a lot of mm-hmm. feedback from people saying, oh, I would never hire someone to do that. Are people really that lazy? And you get a lot of that. And it's like, yes, it yes, they are. Laziness. <laughs> it's not any different than hiring a house cleaner or a dry cleaner or someone to mow your yard. It's what you're buying is time. So, uh, and that's how we view it now. It's like, I don't even think about it as picking up dog waste anymore. It's I'm giving people time. And a lot of our customers, they're either really busy with their career or a lot of it are young families and they have kids and both mom and dad are working and they're shuttling kids to activities and helping them with homework and just trying to juggle it all. And it's a challenge in this day and age. And so if we can come out and serve them and get the yard cleaned up so that when they're, they do have a spare minute to go out and play in the yard or the kids get a chance to, to go out and play, then they have that opportunity, you know, with so many electronic gadgets and stuff now that they could be playing on anything we can do to get them outside is, is certainly a blessing. So. That's right. That's that's yeah. That is so true. Because I will say, I've had people call me lazy before, and I'm like, you darn right, I am. When it comes to those kind of things, because you just nailed it on the head. You give you're giving people back more time because. Right. You know, they want the animals, they want them part of their family, but they don't have the time to do everything they need to do. So, you know, you're just giving them that luxury of more time. And for that, I commend yeah. you because it takes it takes a lot of guts to start, well, start a business like that because not a lot of people want to do that. And so it kind of reminds me of... Um, What's his face? Mike Rowe that goes in and do those dirty jobs, even though it's not really a dirty job for you. But, yep. You know, but that's just it. You take something that people really don't want to do and you made a successful business out of it. So, I mean, you've been at it now seven years. So, and you're going right. strong. I, you know, I see your employees will come by or you'll come by or whoever. And so I commend you for that. And, you know, you're very good about, um, you know, I know your technology has updated because now you'll send an email saying, hey, you know, we're here at this time and, you know, da da da. And that, 
works well for me too in case somebody ever questions if I have somebody in my backyard which they don't but because they know my neighbors know you know so anyway um so you never really wanted to go into construction with your dad no no it's uh if anybody who's been around construction I mean it's they're just kind of different personalities (laughs) I like to put it I mean to, to succeed in that area of uh, industry, you've just going to have to have a certain personality. And so um, it wasn't for me. Like when I worked with my dad, he did a lot of commercial construction, uh, masonry restoration and caulking and that kind of stuff, uh, waterproofing, that sort of stuff. And it just really wasn't for me. I'd worked with him in high school, and and we just butted heads. And so I knew I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. well, uh, when I got into construction, I always kind of toyed with it because I'm like, you know, it, it runs in a family. I mean, we've had... My grandpa was in construction too, so I'm like, I feel, and my brother's in it out in Montana. So I thought, you know, I feel, I feel like I should at least give it a shot because I was passionate about it and then I enjoyed it. Um, and so I dabbled in it a little bit. It, what kind of led to me getting into it actually was we uh, had bought a house that was a fixer upper and uh, spent about 10 years like restoring it and building it up and whatnot. And some of the neighbors saw it and they're like, hey, can you do this on my house? And so I kind of pushed it, no, no, I'm not really not really doing that and uh, eventually I jumped into it and uh, had quite a bit of word of mouth stuff did stuff for neighbors and customers of duties actually and that kind of stuff and uh, and then a catalyst for we ultimately shut that down and what was happening was I was getting pulled in so many different directions by trying to manage duties and construction um, and my mom passed away in, in um, it was February 2014 um, she had like a five year battle with uh, cancer and so it just kind of led me to a point in my life where I'm like, you know what, I I want to have more time with my family. I want to be able to do what I'm passionate about, which is duties, but uh, I want to have more time with my family. So just kind of with a realization that life is uh, is short. So I thought this this is the time to shut this down. Let's focus on duties, and um, it was less stressful too than construction. So that was kind of what led me in that direction. Exactly. And when we when you have a loss like that, you really do come to the realization that life is too short and that you have to focus on what's going to make you the happiest and what's going right. to give you more time with your family. You know, exactly. because those kids grow up so fast that it's just unreal. I mean, I can't believe my son's even, you know, been out of school six and a half years already. So it, your kids are young now, but boy, I tell you what, in the blink of an eye, they'll be all grown up. So you did the right thing. You know, you're focusing on your business. And once you can focus on the one thing, you really can give it all your time and attention. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that was kind of what I was encountering, too, is just being pulled in too many different directions, and you can't give 100% to anything at that point. So. Mm-hmm. And being entrepreneurs, that's what we do. We, you know, we, you know, we can focus on one thing, but then, you know, we're always out there trying to make more money because we don't have a city paycheck. And we right, have to, exactly. you know, have those clients come in and we have to, and so if we know something is going to be coming slow, we got to go find something else. Maybe that's going to make up that money for right now, all the while we're still building that business. So, right. I, you know, I commend you for that because it's, it's, it takes a lot. And you know what? We're almost at break already, Telly. So oh, Telly's, cool. I know, see, Telly's, I was telling him this on when, before we started, I said, it goes by really fast. So Telly's <laughs> uh, website address again is www.nomoreduty.com. And then also when we come back, I want to talk about your new venture too, these dog fences, but www.southdakotadogfence.com. And I actually had one of my puppies just come down and join me. She likes to join me for these calls. So she must've known you're on the call with me today, Telly. (laughs) So she's down here. I know. So, and ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions for the show, give us a call at 1-888-888. 
346-9141. Or if you want to send me an email, uh, send me one at joe, J-O, at joehosman.com. And again, to my listeners, if you have things for the upcoming shows you'd like to know about, please let me know. So, Telly, we will go on break, and when we'll come back, we'll kind of talk about this other um, business, this dog fence business, and some other things that are happening in your life, okay? Sounds good. All right, we'll be back after break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to my show, Go For It, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So glad you're here listening with us today. I have my special guest on the line, Terry Rollinger. We've been talking about his business, nomoreduty.com. He started Duties, a pet waste removal system, back in 2009, and I was actually one of his first customers. I love talking about talking to local entrepreneurs. Uh, about two months ago, I had on another local entrepreneur. So we're going to talk this second segment now, basically about the struggles of finding what you want to open up, but also the struggles of opening up your own business. I mean, I've had my own struggles with different businesses, and Telly's a lot like me. We we tend to try different ventures until we actually find the one that we want. So, Telly, talk a little bit more about when you were thinking about you really wanted to get into business. Um, you said you went, you were checking out things in Boise because that's where you had went to college, and that you had seen this people had opened up this dog waste removal system. So talk more about that and how you got into all that. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I just kind of kept up on the news out there, saw that someone was doing it, and I knew there were some people doing it here. And honestly, <laughs> in the interest of full disclosure, when I saw they were doing it here in town in Sioux Falls, I was like, who would ever want to do that line of work? I mean, I totally dismissed it, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny, an odd turn of fate. But, um 
but yeah, so I thought, you know, it wouldn't take much to start this. I, you know, let's just give it a shot and see what happens. And, um, and, and it worked out really well, um, but it was not without its challenges for sure. So when we started, my son was six months old and uh, I was working a lot of evenings and weekends. Um, and then as we grew, you know, I maintained a full-time job and uh, my daughter was born, I believe it was like 19 months later. Um, and so she was a challenging baby and my wife was home and, uh, I wasn't able to be as present as I wanted to. And, uh, that made it a real struggle. So I was certainly working a lot more at that point. I was full time. I was working just about every evening and every weekend I'd get off at five, change clothes at work and head out and do the route until dark. Um, and so it was a real challenge. I was getting burned out and cranky and my wife wasn't really happy about it because I wasn't home with the kids. And so... Um, it was, and it's really hard, you know, that a lot of people talk about work-life balance. And I think what I've learned over the years is it's never perfectly in balance. There's always seasons where it may, um, you know, be fluctuating one way or the other. I think you have to look at the long game and say, where's it, you know, try to find a, a balance overall where, you know, for us even now, I mean, we've grown a lot and, and certainly I'm just focused on duties, but, um, you know, at this point, it's, we have certain seasons of the year where we're just really busy, and, and this is one of them that we're in where I'm working weekends. And so, um, you know, it's just kind of, and it makes it kind of a struggle, but come summer and wintertime, I get a little more time. And um, last couple of years, we've made it a bigger effort to actually take a vacation. And so mm-hmm. after doing this for this many years, we never did that. So once a year, usually in January, because it's kind of our slow time, I we like to go someplace warm just to get out of here and we usually go without the kids and summertime we do a trip with the kids so um but i have more flexibility during different parts of the year and that was something i, and I still struggle with it where it's like man i just feel guilty working on the weekends and and now what i try to do is because last year i was working you know six seven days a week also for most of the year um and now i've backed it off where it's i've got some helpers on the weekend and stuff and so i may still be working but it's office work so at least i'm home and I'm here if the kids need me, and I'm, we need to go. Want to go grab some lunch? We certainly can. So I can at least be here uh, with them. So, um, like I said, that's something I, I still struggle with, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners do. And it's just, it's it's always a struggle. And I think it's just the thing you got to do is just find the the right balance overall. And and there may be certain times where you have more flexibility than others, and, and that's okay. And uh, being able to be comfortable with that overall. By far, this gives me a lot more flexibility than I had when I was working a you know a normal full time job. So right, and then working from home too, while well, doing your office work from home, helps a lot because then you're more present with the family, and you're more exactly. you know you're there more in tune with your kids, and you know what's going on. I, you know, I'm all for working in an office, and I've done both. I've worked at home, and I've worked in offices. So working in an office is good because you're out and you're visiting with people, and you kind of get that repertoire but also one thing I say about working in an office I don't like office politics and so right. when I'm in my own home office all, the only people I have office politics with are my dogs and right. they don't really argue too much with me so I'm good about that you know but when I started my at home business I had actually started a network marketing company um, back in like 2000 2001 and then from there learned about virtual assistant work and that's how I started my virtual assistant work so it just kind of all evolves just like what you talk about about with evolving with into your duties because your dad was in construction but you knew you didn't want to really do that because of the industry and how they work which I don't blame I mean that's a that's a tough industry so you 
wanted to do something which was more in tune with what you wanted and your family needed. And so I commend you for that because it takes a lot because as entrepreneurs, like I said before, we don't get ba- we don't get paychecks every week. You know, we've got to go out and find that paycheck. And people who have the employee mentality they get paychecks every two weeks or every week, however they do it. And, you know, they get insurance, they get, you know, so we have to struggle with um, getting our paychecks, getting insurance, taking care of the kids, taking care of the family, you know, everything else like that. And just like you, I had to do the same thing. I had to work a full-time job for nine months while I started my virtual assistant business. So I worked nights, weekends, anytime I could to get those extra. And then I knew when I had enough clients, I could go full-time. And it, sure. But it's still a leap of faith. It's still, you know, you pray every night that the clients are going to come in and you pray like, please, God, let this work, you know. And so, yeah, you know, and networking and building those relationships is what gets more and more business to you. And so, and I saw, you know, I see you do that a lot. You're always out there um, networking yourself and you're, um, you know, talking with others. And so I really commend you again for that keep using the word commend, but uh, anything else for words of advice for people who want to get started in a business and want to get started being an entrepreneur, because it is tough, but you know, the thing is, don't fear, I'm just going to say a few things, don't fear failure, because failure is what's going to bring you to light and bring you to where you're going to be. So many people are so scared of failure that they don't even start, but the problem is you need to start to get to where you want to be, and so many people like to be stuck. Yeah, they want to stay in their same job and make money. Well, you can do that and still work something at night, just like you did, just like I did. Right, you know, and right. so talk talk to the people a little bit more about that, about you know overcoming fear of failure, and just talk about um, what it took and maybe your relationship with your wife and how she encouraged you and maybe others encouraged you as well to kind of um, take that extra step and take that leap of faith. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I give big kudos to my wife because I'm on, honestly, I don't know, I, I think I had the mentality to do it, but I don't know if I had the courage. And so having her support saying, you know what, she was always in my corner. She never doubted me once. And she encouraged me every time to, to, to go out and do it. She, and, and the big catalyst for me was, was yeah, there was the office politics and stuff, but honestly, the biggest thing was, was like, <laughs> I like a flexible schedule sort of thing. And so, and one of my employers, you know, actually a couple of them, they, they would make a big hassle if you're five minutes late. And it's like, well, you know, I had to help the kids this morning. I was running a little behind. And, and I'm like, you know what? I just can't stand that. Like, I need flexibility. Sometimes life just happens, and and uh, I'll, I'll show up and I'll do the job. And uh, and so that, with duties now, that's what I love. I have great flexibility, you know, and, and uh, I work more hours for sure, but having that flexibility is a godsend, but um, instead so of be doing it, you know, it certainly helped. But yeah, my wife was, was certainly a big encourager. I got comfortable with, with the paycheck from an employer, and I think that um, you got to be careful of that. I mean, if you have that entrepreneurial itch, don't get too comfortable. Sometimes you got to shake things up. And, and for me, it was it was the recession and being laid off, and I was a wake-up call. It's like, you know what, I want to have more faith in myself than I do in my employers or the people I'd worked for, and I've I know I can do it. So um, being willing to make that jump, you know, just don't get complacent and too comfortable in the status quo. You really got to get outside your box and, and go for it. So um, and, I like those and words, always, go for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and so there's always going to be challenges. And, and, and it's interesting thing about me was like growing up through school, I was like 
deathly shy. Like, I didn't have hardly any friends. I mean, I was just terribly, terribly shy. And so what an odd twist of fate that I'm in this business interacting with customers and and whatnot. And I love it. Like, it's like a big passion. It's like, And I know all the customers by name. I mean, my, I have an incredible memory, and so my wife will give me a hard time. Like, I can... Uh, point out houses that we go to and, uh, you know, little tidbits that she'll say, hey, so-and-so called today and I'll know exactly their street address and stuff. And some of my employees I'll talk to and, and mention on that, you know, they'll say they're at such and such a house and give me a brief description and I know the customer's name. So for me, they're like family, dude. You know, they probably have no idea who I am, but I know who they are. I know their name and, and I make sure if I'm in their yard, I know their name if I see them. Um, and so, but it was just an odd twist because being so shy as a kid, it was a challenge and, you know, there's a big stigma to it that, oh, you're never going to be able to do business. And I always wanted to, that, oh, you can't do business if you're not social and if you're not out there and, and it worked out for me. So I don't let the naysayers sway you would be another thing. So, um, if you've got it, you got it and just, and if you don't have a skill set, go out and get it, you know? So there's nothing you can't learn. So getting outside the box. That's right. Getting outside your um, getting outside your comfort zone too, because you took something that might have been actually kind of a, and it's not a, it's not. Uh, what I want to say. Anyway, you took something that you knew you had, but you wanted to make it better, so you did. So you went out and you right. made it better. So you took something that maybe was uncomfortable for you to be out talking with people to you made it into your business because that's now what your business is. And what a way to, what a way to go. You remember people's names and phone numbers. You must not be in your 40s yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, when I hit my forties, I kind of forgot. You know, I just you know the memory just seems to go. But anyway, no, that is that's a wonderful attribute to have because if you can remember people's names and addresses and everything, good for you because um, it it really helps out a lot with people. I recognize people's faces. And then their names will come to me after a while. So I give you credit for that. Sure. And talking about employees or employers, there was a time, and I wrote this in my book, in my book, Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance. But I, I talked about this, that I was working for the, a state government, not in South Dakota, a different state. And I had a boss who wasn't always you know, kind to people in, in his area, in his work group. And so he would actually time me how long I was in the bathroom. And sometimes I just went to the bathroom just to kind of get away and refocus and regroup because we're kind of in a small little area. So one time I came out and he goes, he walks, he trounces over to my office. I still remember it to this day. He goes, do you know how long you're in that bathroom? And I'm like, I look at him I'm like, what? And he goes, you were in there for seven minutes and 49 seconds. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. You know, I said, and I was in my late 20s at the time. I said, you know what? I could have been in there 10 minutes and 49 seconds, but I decided to come out early. And his mouth just dropped and he kind of walked away in a huff. And I'm like, how dare him? You know, and so after that, I thought, I've got to find something. I that just kind of that that trigger right there got me thinking that something better has got to be out there you know right. i i want to be the boss someday but i don't want to treat people like that you know right and so well, when i did a learning quiet. experience to encounter that i mean it's frustrating in the moment but I, like i had those situations too where it's like and in the moment it's, it's intensely aggravating but i learned something from everyone it's like i know what i'm not going to be <laughs> exactly you know? so it's like i know exactly. i'm going to treat people totally different so well, and you have to. You got to take those little nuggets, and even though as frustrating as they are, and I didn't journal at the time, but if I did, I would have wrote that down and said, you know, I would never treat. And I just, I, but I remember it to this day, and that was 
you know, um, well, 20 years ago, actually. So, but that changed me and changed the way that I was, well, I was dealing with people and that I wanted to be a better person. I wanted to be a better person than that person was to me. So, right. hence, when you start your own business and you have employees because I didn't have employees, I had subcontractors because none of mine worked locally with me. But you just learn how to deal with them. And I know dealing with employees sometimes can be hard, but there's a certain tactic you should use. And so, as you said, when you when those nuggets come to you, and even as frustrating as what they are, you know, learn from them. So, is there anything else besides that one employer? Um, talking to you is there any other nuggets you had that really changed the way you thought about uh, business um gosh I can't think of anything offhand I mean I've been so passionate about business I mean I was in like elementary school reading business books I mean I was a total nerd about, oh, wow. about wow. it wow good yeah I was reading like I think I know in like elementary school I was reading I, I loved leadership I love business I still to this day in history and so I was reading about presidents and how they act you know got rose to power or you know got to their positions uh, their life history I was doing that in elementary school I got to middle school and I was reading business books on Lee Iacocca and Sam Walton and and uh, I, I gained a reputation at the middle school for the books that I was picking and I think they started ordering extras <laughs> just because they knew wow. that I had an interest. I was probably the only person checking out these books, but uh, and that carried through even through to like high school and stuff. I was passionate and it evolved. I started getting more interested in business investing. I started doing investing in the stock market in high school. I was uh, during breaks at school. I'd log into an online account and uh, you know make some trades and whatnot. So um, I was very interested in it from the get go. So you were doing that in I've high always, school. I was doing that in high school, yeah, yeah. So wow. I convinced my dad. I said, Here, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to start investing in the market. And he didn't want me to uh, risk all the money that I had, so I was willing to put some into it. So he matched some of it. And uh, and we came out pretty good in the end. So um, it was by dumb luck more than anything, but it was an experience. I learned from it. It's, uh, we made money off it, so that was the, the good thing. But uh, I could have lost a bunch, too. So, uh, But it was, it was a great experience. I was like, wow, it taught me something that I couldn't have learned in a textbook for for sure. So. Mm-hmm. Hands-on. Hands-on really works a lot better than... The, well, and textbook is great, but hands-on really works the best, I feel. But oh, good for, sure. for you. Yeah, I, I, I I've always wanted to do that. a whole lot better than the textbook, just to get your hands mm-hmm. dirty, and, and, and it sinks in a lot better for me. So It does. Me too. If I can do hands-on, it's so much better for me. I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to go online and um, do like E-Trader or whatever those places. And it, Oh, gosh. Telly, I just looked at the, my computer. We only have like uh, 30 seconds left until break. So... Um, <laughs> So Telly's website address is www.nomoreduty.com. So, and then his other website is www.southdakotadogfence.com. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions for the show, feel free to call me or excuse me, email me at joe, J-O, at joehausman.com. The phone number, if you'd want to call in and be a caller in on the show, call one eight eight eight. Three four six nine one four one, and Michael, my engineer, will get uh, put you through to us today. But yeah, what a great conversation with Telly, and just all the trials and tribulations we go through as entrepreneurs to try to get our business going. But I tell you what, it's worth it in the end, and it it really is beneficial. If it's something you've been wanting to do, at least start your business, at least at least do some investigation into it, and so it kind of gets you excited about going that way. But anyway, Telly, we are at break, and we'll when we come back, we'll talk about kind of what's in the future. (laughs) 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. The compassionate life is about just that. There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind, and compassionate. Host Dr. Brittany King is also one of these humanitarians. Each week she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world, both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness. Listen every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it welcome back to my show go for it here on the voice america empowerment channel so glad you're back listening to us today what a wonderful show i've had today Telly Rollinger here from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He's a local entrepreneur from Sioux Falls, and he's got a, his name of his business is Duties, which is a pet, a pet waste removal system um, business. And he, I was actually one of his first customers because I knew that I had the problem and I wanted it taken care of because the family did not want to take care of it, and I certainly didn't want to take care of it. But yet, our animals are 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 alive, our family. So, what a wonderful business concept. Um, and Telly. During the break, we're talking a little bit about maybe let's talk about um, was there any past regrets or anything that you had or maybe there's things in the future you want to continue doing or well, first of all, let's talk about regrets. Is there any kind of regrets that you've had in the past? Yeah, well, I mean, the biggest one related to the business would probably be by far when uh, in our early stages when we were growing um, after my daughter was born, she was a colicky baby and was very challenging. Um, and, and my wife was left home alone with her. And so, um, I was working full time. She, she did it like an extended maternity leave. So she was dealing with it all night and all day. And then we still had our son who wasn't even out of diapers yet. And so she had her hands full. And, um, and so I was working full time every evening. I was gone weekends. I was gone. Um, and it was just a challenging time in our relationship and family life and stuff. And, um, and, and in hindsight, if I wish I would have, you know, looking at it now, it's like, well, I'm glad we're, if we went to sacrifice thing, we wouldn't be where we're at now. Um, but I, I know I could have done things a little bit differently in that moment, um, and found some relief for her or helped her out in some way. So as far as the business goes, that's definitely been the biggest regret just because it was so challenging. Uh, mm-hmm. It was definitely a struggle. So, if I could go back and change that, I, I certainly would. I mean, we certainly learned a lesson out of it, and um, we certainly improved communication and whatnot as a result. But, um, but yeah, if I could go back and change that, that would probably be the biggest thing as far as the business goes. And I think the other thing, maybe to a lesser degree, is is I did get in, look into some other businesses like construction and stuff like that. And I think it was more about like 
pleasing my dad or something like that, maybe, just because it's like, oh, it's a family thing, and maybe that's what drove it. And I had an interest in it, but I found, you know, we had spent years remodeling our own house, and I loved that. But doing it for other people, I just didn't get the same level of satisfaction out of it. So uh, this kind of took the fun out of the game. But um, and if I, I guess I, would, I probably would have. I learned a lesson out of it. I did well with it. Um, and so I certainly came out a stronger person. But maybe if I would have had a little more guidance or a mentor who could have said, you know what, this is stay in, the, stay in your lane. You know, you're, you're doing this lawn service stuff. Stay in that. And if you want to start something else, find something that complements that versus this total other tangent of construction. So, um, but if I wouldn't have done that, I don't think I would have got on the path now where, where our focus right now for duties is, is to continue on the path that we're on, um, expanding into, you know, various aspects of lawn service is kind of what we're looking at now. So right now we're doing the dog waste removal. We just started getting into the pet containment systems, um, and there may be more coming up uh, related to yards, just whatever we can do to make a yard more usable and nicer for folks. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, and, you know, you you talked about how you was listening or watching and reading the news out in Boise, how somebody was doing this business out there and doing well with it. And so now, since this show is international, hopefully you have inspired other people to start maybe the same kind of business or something related to it. So I want to give you kudos for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to give you kudos for that because you just never know what kind of little bit of nugget you give to somebody who's going to listen, and then they're going to run with that, just like you did with that person out in Boise. Right. Well, I I think the biggest thing for people to to know is like, and and I struggle with it, like trying to think some big picture idea, like I got to invent some app or you know start some website or do this or do that, and it's like. You can find a menial task like dog waste and create a business out of it. And, and you talked about micro earlier and, and, you know, dirty jobs. And it's going back, I know he's done some, some, put some information out on it, but those are a lot of blue-collar jobs. And mm-hmm. some of the guys, and he didn't touch on it a lot in the show that I recall, but a lot of them are millionaires. Like, they made money doing some of the oddest stuff you can imagine. And mm-hmm. so it's like there's a lot of opportunity in these areas. You just got to be willing to do it. So mm-hmm. That's right. And, you know, I'll, I'll even give a shout out. And even though I don't really like this, but Duck Dynasty, and I'm not a hunter, but, you know, I mean, they took a duck call. And they made, right. you know, they made millions off of it. So God bless. You know, I mean, it just you just have to take something that's um, – a problem for people and take that problem and turning it into a business and or um, an issue that people have that they don't want to have to deal with. And so you're, what you're doing is you're basically relieving that problem. You're giving them more time. And so that was a really great bit of information you gave. And so and even though, you know, you look back and what I say is you should never have regrets because regrets are only um there to learn us lessons and so you really touched on which was really great that because you went through those issues when your children were young but now you have a better stronger and more mature relationship with your wife and you have better communication and those type of things so um Yes, it was hard at the time, and I get that because, trust me, my son was colicky, too, when he was little, and so it, and it is hard, It's but the right. thing is, you grow. You grow out of those experiences, and for both you and your wife and your children, you all grow, and you're, we're all constantly growing on a daily basis. You know, every day God wakes us up, we're growing, and so... Right. I, you know, like I say, I, and I should never say the word regret because I just don't think... Um, I just don't think it has to be regret. I just think it has to be uh, learning lessons, you know, right. because we can all live like with failure, regret. Failure, too. You know, it's like I don't think there's any such thing as failure. It's just another lesson learned. I think regret's kind of the same way. 
So exactly. I mean, exactly. If, if you don't learn anything out of it, then okay, well, maybe call it a regret, but don't don't lose that opportunity to gain some nugget of knowledge out of it for for heaven's sakes. So that's right. Yeah, gain the nugget of knowledge out of it and move on, and use that knowledge for later on in life. You know, For use sure. that now. You never know when that when that's going to come back up. And just like what I said about that past employer that I had, you know, normally I don't think about it. Normally I don't even, you know. But when I wrote about it in the book, I'm like, wow, that really was impactful, because because of that, I wanted to be better to my people. Um, because when I had my virtual assistant business, I had ten virtual assistants underneath me, and now I coach people to become virtual assistants. And so, I want to be a better person for them. And I want to be able to train them and become the best that they can be. So I, you know, I give you much kudos for that because you, again, you know, you've learned from those experiences. And thankfully, you and your wife are still together and all is well. And you just moved into a new house and you've got this booming business now. And, you know, like I said, I really shout out because I love to hear local entrepreneurs. I love to hear entrepreneurs anywhere, but especially local entrepreneurs and for those of you that don't know, South Dakota is um, it's a wonderful state. It's beautiful here. It's it's great to live in. But sometimes it's we like to do things conservatively, I guess is a good way of saying it. And so sometimes it takes us a while to kind of really think about new things that come in. But thankfully for social media now, that really has helped. Um, and so when you first said you first started the business and people were skeptical about it, you know, other parts of the country might not be quite as skeptical, but here in the Midwest, we're a little bit more conservative. And so I thank you for getting out there and getting the word out there and sticking with it. Because right. a lot of people, if they don't see revenue, you know, within like the first year, they're out of there. Whereas in reality, if you start a business, it takes a good five years to really turn oh, profit. You know, and you've been at it now seven years. And so are there any other things like in the future you're thinking about doing that you maybe want to disclose or maybe not want to disclose, but at least you're thinking about it? Um, I guess just more stuff related to to the lawn care type thing. Um, nothing definitive yet. We're looking at a couple different options. But uh, right now we're focused on getting this pet containment. We started that uh, spring of this year, and so it was kind of our first season. Obviously, we don't really do much over the winter months with it, but um, we're really pushing on this and uh, gaining some traction. So we saw an opportunity in the marketplace and uh, wanted to jump on that. So we're doing pretty good with that and want to keep focusing there. And then uh, maybe next year or something, I want to give this like 18 months or so just to gain some traction and get our feet out you know, underneath us. And then uh, before we start looking at other stuff, I, that was kind of the other lesson I learned before was trying to do too many things at once. You end up getting a whole lot of nothing done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I'm taking a little slower pace. It's hard as an entrepreneur because I'm, I'm not blessed with a ton of patience, but uh, mm-hmm. I want things to happen like now. So um, mm-hmm. but that's kind of a nugget of knowledge I've gained uh, over the years is, is have patience and, and give it a chance and, and so I really want to focus the effort on these and uh, make sure we've, we've got some good traction there before we start looking into other areas. So if, if we can't serve people with 100%, then I, I, I certainly don't want to dive into it. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what Well, good for you. Um, well, and you're taking another need and you're, you're complementing it with the business that you already have. And that's, right. that, that will help tremendously because that way you're not jumping into something totally different. You know, you're jumping right. into something that your same clients that you have now could use that, could possibly use that, you know. And right. I have to be honest with you, do you even have any competition in Sioux Falls for your duties? Because I never see anybody but you guys. So I just want you <laughs> to commend you on that because I don't see any other 
fat, fat waste removal. So I think you guys are number one, and so we'll just go with that. But I, I really don't. I don't see any. I never hear of any others, and all I ever hear about is you guys. So. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Do you <laughs> expand really like outside that. the Sioux Falls area? I mean, I know here I'm in, you know, a different town, but do you expand outside? Do you go within like so many mile radius or do you just keep within like the local community? Yeah, we try to stay within like the Sioux Falls metro area. So there's a handful of towns uh, around here that we service. Um, the furthest I think we've gone in the spring, sometimes we'll venture a little bit further, but uh, people have to pay mileage charges for us to send someone. You know, there's just a lot of costs involved. But some of the smaller towns further out, uh, we've gone as far away as, as I think 50 miles north, and we've gone about 30 miles west. Oh. So it just kind of depends. If the person really wants us there, we'll go. But um, it's mm-hmm. so expensive to send people, you know, for one little trip like that. So uh, we do it a little bit. It's just uh, based on customer. As far as the, the dog fence stuff, yeah, we were just out in Pierre last weekend, the weekend before, and then out in Brandon where you're at uh, this past weekend. So um, mm-hmm. those we venture out a little bit further just because uh, it makes more sense on a service like that. So Sure, yeah, it's more profitable probably for you for that. Right. Well, exactly. you know what, and we only have about three minutes until close, Telly. So it's okay. been a phenomenal yep. show. Yeah, it's just been phenomenal. You um, and your business that you're doing, you and your family are doing is just, it's been a great, um, you know, great business that, you know, you took a customer's need like mine and looks like you're number one and maybe like the number two business. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I, think I know somebody else. Right. I, I know somebody else that used that for their logo. Their um, saying one time because they had a they had a sewer um, system prop, the business That's whatever. Right, yeah, so yep, anyway, yep. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, I don't want to steal their logo, but it kind of is funny. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, and ladies and gentlemen, I actually promised you a free gift. And so what I want to talk about a little bit before we close is I want to give away some of my books. And so the first five people to email me will get a free book and I'll sign it and send it off to you. So you have to give me your address and just tell me maybe something you like about the show. So my book is Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance. And I'm always looking for speaking engagements as well. But I would love to give out my free uh, book to you guys. So my email is joe, J-O, at joehosman.com. And if you'd like that, go ahead and give me an email with your um, address and then also why, why you like the show and maybe some things you want to see in the future for the show. And I'd be more than happy to send that out to you um, ASAP. So that's my free gift for today. I just wanted to shout out to all my listeners. I just appreciate you all so much for listening and taking the time out of your day to listen to this wonderful show. It's been my blessing to be on the show. Telly, thank you so much for um, being on today. It really has been a true blessing. Again, I love having local entrepreneurs on the show with me, and it's just really a blessing to have you guys here and for the great business that you do. So tell uh, tell our listeners, we have about two minutes left. Tell our listeners, do you have any special words of wisdom you'd like to leave them with today? Uh, yeah, I guess the, uh, two, two things probably. One would be perseverance. you got to just keep trucking along. There's going to be trials, there's going to be tribulations, but just keep pushing and you'll get there. Uh, second thing would be to have patience. So sometimes, uh, like you said, it takes about five years before you really get your feet out, you know, underneath you on a business. Um, and it's really hard to, to realize that. So you, I, I encountered it. It's hard to have the patience to, <laughs> to, to wait. But, uh, I know the first two years of our business, I didn't pay myself anything. So <clears throat> everything I made went back into the business. And so 
it took five years really before you know, it became something meaningful. So just have the patience and the willingness to look at the long game, and uh, you'll certainly get there. So and I think a lot of people don't have that patience, and that's why a lot of people don't make it. You know, the failure rate on small business is pretty high, and I think that's a big factor. Um, number one, make sure you have a viable business idea, but second, just have the perseverance to push through it and, and to manage your cost, and, and you'll certainly make some headway. Well, and managing the cost is a big thing because we think at the beginning, you know, we have to go advertise, advertise, advertise. Well, you really have to figure out what's going to be your best, you know, best bang for your buck. And sometimes, you know, we try something and it doesn't work. You have to try something else. But like you said, the best business is uh, best referral is word of mouth referral. And it, it takes a while to get that. And it takes a while, but, you know, the best thing you can do is get testimonials from your current clients. And what I tell people is if you can't go out and find a client, go volunteer somewhere and show them what you can do and then get that testimonial from them. And then that way you at least have a testimonial to give to people. So, again, Tally, thank you so much. Um, I I really appreciate having you be on the show. I love having, like I said, local entrepreneurs. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested in receiving a free gift today from me um, for being my avid listeners, my email is joe, J-O, at joehosman.com. And the first five, oh, maybe even ten, whoever, um, give me your email, uh, sorry, your mailing address and also why you like the show and maybe something you want to see in future shows. And then I'll send you off one of my books signed, signed by me I guess so thank you again so much for listening Um, Telly thank you so much for being on the show your website addresses are www.nomoreduty.com and also www.southdakotadogfence.com ladies and gentlemen have a fantastic week Telly thank you so much for being on the show with me today ladies and gentlemen my website address is www.johosman.com God bless have a fantastic week and we'll talk to you next Tuesday for listening to go for it be sure to come back next tuesday at 6 a.m pacific time and 9 a.m eastern time for another edition with your host joe hausman on the voice america empowerment channel have a great day and an even better week